Hey guys, welcome to another episode of Sessions on Life. I'm really excited to have my co-host back, Josh. I'm and back. Yep, He's yep, back. yep. Couldn't get rid of me. <laughs> <laughs> and of course, we have our guest, Mark Weaver. Um, we're looking at episode three, Engaging in Giving. I'm really excited yeah. about this episode, as I am about all the episodes. But I'm, ex- I'm, I'm, I'm usually excited about episode three. Because this is where the rubber meets the road, you know. Like the first two episodes, we they have um, a more theoretical or theological, you know, basis to it. Like we we're exploring the nature, the power, but then engaging. This is where we start talking about doing it, how you do it, when to do it, why to do it, um, yeah. the posture of your heart and mind when you do it. You know, so I, I love this episode because this is where the rubber meets the road. And today, to some examples. Yes, yes. And today we are looking at uh, engaging in giving. giving. So on that note, I'm just going to hand it over. Oh, nice try! To, uh, <laughs> <laughs> nice try. So, Mister, so what you know? What's what? What's that like for you? You know, when you engage, when you engage in giving, do you have a process? Are they things that you know? Yeah, do you have a process, or are they things that are foremost in your mind or your heart? What, what's that like for you? Yeah, first thing that comes to mind is where do you start? Okay, where do you start? And as as believers, uh, again, we've talked about this, is that as stewards, we don't own anything. So mm-hmm. I might want to ask the owner where to start, <laughs> right? That's great. That's yeah, great. That's and, and then there's, there's – that is just – that's where I would start. Then the next thing is, is what am I to give? And we've done this in the previous – really, haven't yeah. we? We said what is – Here's my life. So right. it's our time, talent, and treasure. We're not just honing in on exactly. the money side. So so that's the what. And then there's the how and where and to whom. Okay. So, But all of that, ha- for me, really does start in prayer. Right. And I want to say this in two ways. Is one is I truly mean abiding and spending just time with him. Right. Yeah. You know, just yeah. knowing his heart. Because there's a lot of things that do come up spontaneously, right? Right. No, every day. Yeah, and then there are also things that we need to be thoughtful about, but I still need to ask him because he will lead me. I hope that's not too general, but that's just at least my approach to engaging and giving. No, I I love that. I love because, I mean, for me, you know, it brings to mind just, you know, our, you know, just every Sunday. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, in your typical service or your average service on any given Sunday, right before the passing of the tray or the going up to, you know, to, mm-hmm. to give you offering, there's a prayer. Right. We, there's always prayer before the offering, which so when you say that, I'm like, oh, that's interesting, because even though we practice that as part of our liturgy, right, in mm-hmm. service, as part of the order of service, you know, hey, there's a prayer before you give. Um, I'm like, how how often do we do that when we're giving outside mm. of service? You know, I'm right. like, do, do I pray before I volunteer? If someone says, hey, could you come, you know, volunteer at the food drive or the clothing bank? You know, am I do I actually pray before I do that? Am I praying while I do that? I say, okay, God, hey, you know, my volunteering may be pleasing to you made bless those people i'm volunteering to so i love that idea that you know um that that no that's that truth right that yeah. that prayer is essential right um it's is important to do in the process or in the act yeah. of giving i really like that yeah here's a good one so i do a prayer journal okay I, and and i don't want to mislead anybody it's not like an everyday prayer journal but yeah. it's it could be every day. It could be once a week, whatever. But I get back right. to it. So I'm writing in this like, like just a week ago. And for some reason, because it's just an expression yeah. of my prayers, right? You ever think for some you'll publish reason, it? Do what? You ever think you'll publish it? Oh, after some people die. Um, <laughs> so uh, <laughs> did I say that out loud? Yeah. Anyway. Uh, hey. <laughs> no, just a question, right? Um, or I might, no. Uh, let, so so what I'm writing and then, seriously, all of a sudden, I, I start writing down all the things I'm involved in. So it was as God brought yeah. to mind, yeah. and I started writing these things down. 
And I looked at it and I go, oh, my, why did I do this, Lord? Oh, he yeah. goes, you need to stop. And in the last week, in the last week, three times, I have had three offers either to join something that was fantastic, right. to be a part of. Actually, one of them had to do with an Evansville movement. Uh, another one had an opportunity, a wonderful, wonderful opportunity to go speak, you know, to bring Christ to a corporation, to their leaders. Wow. And then there was another opportunity. They're all wonderful opportunities. Yeah. But in that prayer, God says, hey, you're mine in a sense. I, I, want you, I want you to get some things off of your plate and then I'll add some things back in. So that's yeah, just a perfect yes. example of yeah. out of prayer, the giving of myself, my time, and my talent. Yeah. There was no treasure involved yeah. in that. Right. But yeah. it was time and talent. And it was saying, had I said yes to that, I would have been saying no to some other things he is having me do yeah. at this time. So, right. Yeah. And I, I guess it gets more so into the quality of giving. Mm. So like that's when you good. have so many things on your plate, the quality of what you can give is limited, like being involved in so many things. Yeah. So I've been there. Oh yeah. It's yeah. like, it's like this. So you're, it's like your, your wife's asking something from you and you're going, yeah, yeah I hear you. Happen. Yep. Oh, right. Yeah. So you're not there. It's again, right. that's not a quality of giving her your attention. That's for right. Example. That's right. So that's yeah. good. Yeah. I, I, you know, I, I think we see that principle clearly in, or more, I would I'd venture to say maybe even, maybe more clearly in the Old Testament, right? Because, you know, there's so many examples of the giving of sacrifices in the Old Testament. And what we typically see is that there is this worshipful nature, right? That there's this worshipful and prayerful element that follows the sacrifice. That, you know, you rarely hear someone saying, oh, they sacrificed and they sacrificed something to God and that was it. It was, oh, they gave that altar a name or, you know, they made some kind of declaration about mm -hmm. God mm -hmm. and then they offered the sacrifice or they, there was a prayer that, you know, they said something to God or said something about God that far that accompanied that sacrifice. Right. So I think I'm not going to say that it's clear, but I think, you know, because there's so many narratives in the old Testament, it's so easy to just catch. Like you, you mm. know, just, it's really just, it's really easy to see like, mm -hmm. Oh, wow. Whenever these people brought a sacrifice, or you know, there was this element of prayer that was coupled with the sacrifice, with the gift itself, right? And um, and we and and we see it continued in our worship services in the offering, but we don't extend that practice to when we're well. I don't extend that practice to when I'm giving outside of service, whether it's monetary or my, you know, my talent, whether I'm, you know, whether I'm giving a, a, a money gift or I'm actually volunteering my time, um, I, you know, outside of church, I don't, you know, I don't, I don't couple it with prayer intentionally, right? right? And yeah. then even when I'm in church, if not for the person praying yeah. <laughs> for the offering, I question whether I would pray before I gave that gift, but I like, but I, but you know, I, I appreciate you bringing that up because God could actually say, Hey, don't give or God could reveal that. Hey, the heart you're giving with, right. right. Mm -hmm. it, it's not right. Which is actually even more important. Than oh yes. the gift. You know, I'm like, what mm -hmm. is, what is your spiritual state? Right. What's when, the origin? What's the origin? Right. And it's when you, it's in prayer, uh, nine out of 10 times, I think that you discover that, you know, the mm -hmm. Holy Spirit starts to bring attitudes and thoughts, you know, motives to the surface. So, right. so yeah, I, I really appreciate that. I right. really appreciate it's that. It's not the act of giving, it's the nature of The it. nature of giving, It's exactly. the origin. Where, yeah. is, where is it coming from? Yeah, that, you know, that, uh, and, and we've, I think we've actually harped on it every yes. single episode <laughs> so far, which is mm -hmm. love, right? Which is love. Am I giving out of love first and foremost for God mm -hmm. before right. even thinking about love for the recipient? Yeah. Am I giving out of love for God? So, yeah. I, um, I love that idea of, hey, you know, um, if you're going to engage in giving, you bet you need to make sure that prayer is part of your giving, your giving practice. You engage yeah. prayerfully. prayerfully. I think yeah. that's that's where I would start with that. Yeah, yeah that, that's that's a new concept, like in certain elements of my life. Like when you talk about volunteering and I'm like, oh, you know, I'm volunteering there. They should be glad that they have 
the hands to help, right? Right. Exactly. Like I showed up. Where <laughs> a lot of people like they say, "Oh, I volunteer," and they don't show up. I'm like, I showed up. Yeah. I'm like, so anything that I do since I showed up should be good. Should right? be good. Yes. That's. Yeah. I know that's what I oftentimes assume. Yeah. So when you say you should pray that what you're giving, you know, is good and it's going to be beneficial yeah. to yeah. whoever you're giving it to. But I think in certain situations, you just assume, oh, I'm here. This is going to be good. Yeah. It's kind of like I would say, well, yes is yes, you knows no. Now what, now what are you going to get? You're here. Now what? Right. Yeah. That's good. Yeah. Because, you know, something I've, al- something I've often said is, and, I, you know, I don't, in, I don't need, I, I hope this doesn't come across as arrogant or prideful, but something I've, al- I've often said is, I don't need God to tell me to give. I need God to tell me not to give. Mm. Right. And the reason I say that is because it's very clear in his word that God wants the default position of his kids to be givers. Right. So I'm like, you know, given it should be given to you. It's better. It's more blessed to give than to receive. I mean, there's just, it's everywhere. Exactly. It's everywhere. It's his nature. Right. So I'm like, no, I, I know what my father wants, you know, he, you know, I'm, he, he's a giver. He wants me to give. But if my giving is not coupled with prayer, what happens in those times when God doesn't want me to give, but I'm just assuming, right, mm-hmm. that, you know, I just take it for granted God's a giver, so he gives every time. I'm like, but what if it's something that God doesn't want need to give to what if he wants someone else to give to it mm. what if the amount i'm thinking of giving right whether it's money whether it's time whether it's talent what if what i'm thinking of giving is more than what god wants me to give or less than what god wants me to give right it's in meditating on him and prayer that i discover those things right so i'm like yeah right. yeah i know god yeah god wants me to give but you know, if if I actually bring that gift to him, there might be a little more than just, hey, Ubi, you're my child, so just give. Right. You know, the, the Holy Spirit might start revealing things. Yeah, so, I think the prayer piece puts you in the state mm-hmm. of mind for giving. Yeah. Like, so you can give by default, right? But, like, when we talk about the state of mind of giving and how you're giving, stuff like, oh, you know, I'm giving this money because I have it. I've right. got a lot of it. Yeah. Versus I'm giving this money because, you know, I love God. I want to support this purpose, this mission, that sort of thing. And so, like, I think, yeah, you're right about the default. Like, we should be on default to give. But how we give and that sort of thing, I think that's what what the prayer piece is important for. And, like, I wasn't doing it for volunteering. I'm like, okay, this I'm giving here. But, you know, I just showed up. I'm like, but by default, I was giving. And then I find out that I've said yes to too many things, like Mark said, right? Mm-hmm. I, I find that I've, I've, said, I've said yes to too many things, and now the Holy Spirit's like, well, maybe you might, you might want to draw back. Mm. You might, you know, yeah. So, no, I, I love that. I And I think, you know, something I also see with uh, making prayer an element of your giving process is that it, all, it communicates um, that there is an owner, right? It mm-hmm. communicates that you are stewarding as opposed to mm-hmm. just dishing out what is yours, right? Because if, if I'm talking to God before I give, um, there's a certain level, you know, like there's a certain of recognition, God, I'm, I'm just giving back what you've given me. Um, or God, I just need wisdom. You know, like th- there's a reliance on God to actually even oh. even give. So I, I love so that, that it speaks to God as owner too. It's a lot yeah. though, and when I think of God's will, it's, it's not just what, it's how. Who, where, yes. when? There's such there's a multi dimensions of God's love and or of God's of person and His will. So, so for me, boy, you better drill down on that. If I'm going to be a good steward, I might get the right amount. I might give it to the right person, but I might give it the wrong way. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Or, um, I, I don't know. Have you have you ever given a gift that you just were sure was you were led to do, but the person or our business or the the body squandered it. Have you ever yes. given a gift? <laughs> yes. Yeah. Open a can of worms. Too. Yeah. Well, the question was: Have you ever given and you felt like what? what you felt you led to give, give. Okay. that yeah. you just were just just knew you were supposed to give, but the other the the receiver squandered it or misused it or what right. have you. Right. I, I got a I got a story that comes to mind so vividly. <laughs> Don't name no names. <laughs> so. The uh, 
at the time the church that I was attending was right across the street from like this neighborhood, like corner grocery store. Mm -hmm. And like everybody would go to this store to buy whatever. And so there, it was a hot summer day church. It was like, uh, we were there for maybe, uh, praise and worship team practice. And so we let out and it was maybe six o'clock in the summer and it's hot. It's like 80 plus. And there's a lady, she's walking down the street and she's covered with sweat and she's got a towel around her neck, uh, dabbing her sweat. And she's, she was saying that it's so hot out here that I'm going to pass out. She said, do you think that you guys could spare some change so that I can buy a Coke? And so me and, and the yeah. brother that was standing outside with me, you know, we both gave her some money. We're like, yeah, get you a couple Cokes and that sort of thing. So wherever you're going, you get back home and you have a nice cold drink and that sort of thing. And so, uh, you know, she came around the fence and received the money and that sort of thing. And we're like, you know, God bless you. Have a good day. You know, stay cool out right. here. And so she gets the money. She crosses the street. And when she gets across the street, she goes, ha, that's why I'm about to go buy me a beer. <laughs> <laughs> I love it, and, yeah. but I, I no. felt so led right. to give to her because she was hot and it was a yeah. hot summer yeah. day. And I'm like, we're, you know, we're going to help her to cool down, and give her money for a nice cold drink. Yeah, that cold drink was a beer. Yeah, right. Did you witness that you were giving it because God loves her, right? Yeah. So, so there is a that's good. So there is a. Um, response or responsibility on our part, part at times right. to give, we have no control over what the receiving party does with yeah, it. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, how many gifts does he give us that we squander? Yeah. Mm -hmm. I, yes, yeah. exactly. It's kind of like, you know, I, I'm, yeah. I can't believe he trusts me with yeah. money and time and talent <laughs> at times. So, yeah. Yeah. No, I like that. And, you know, I, 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 I love that. I love that story <laughs> because, you know, you know, someone could someone could be thinking, well, you know, prayer could have prevented that from happening. And my response is, no, no, prayer could, may not have. You know, like, what if that's what God wanted? You know, yes. What if God wanted you to have that experience and right. either build your faith, build your character, or teach you something? Right. right. Um. So, so prayer does not. You know, praise, it's you talking to the Lord. And God responds. You don't get to determine how God responds, right? Yeah. right. So so the, the goal is not, oh, pray so that your gift is used correctly. Right. right? <laughs> you know, I'm like, yeah. I'm like, I think that should be a prayer point. Absolutely, right? But I'm like, just remember that you don't get to determine, um, like you said, how, you know, what happens on the other end. Right. Yeah. right. And yeah. I think the lesson that day for us, because my, my, uh, my buddy, he started yelling, he goes, we didn't give you money for a beer. <laughs> he said, we gave you money for a Coke. She goes, no, nah, I'm going to buy a beer. No way. And so the lady, she leaves and she comes back like maybe 30, 40 minutes later. Yeah. And you know, we're still hanging out, talking out front of the church and that sort of thing. And, um, she goes, here's that beer that you brought me. And, uh, Really, and my buddy was so upset about it, and, and I think <laughs> the lesson sad. in that was that the nature and how you give, like uh -huh. what is the attitude that you're giving in, and so we have the right attitude, and right. you know beyond that, it's out of our control. The control yeah. part for us is to have the right attitude, yeah, even if the outcome was bad, yeah, and yeah. we know why we gave it. Yeah, it, it's it's I I've, I love this example, and I use it as serving, which is is a form of giving, right? right. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And, and there's a difference between choosing to serve and being a servant. A servant's an identity, right? Mm -hmm. And if you want to know whether you're just choosing to serve, which is you're kind of keeping things in your control, right? you're directing it, or to be a servant, like a bond servant, right? right? is how do you respond when somebody treats you like a servant? Yes. That's the acid test. Right? So how yeah. do you respond yeah. when you've given – whenever they don't receive it joyously or they misuse it or whatever. Mm -hmm. So were you, yeah, that, were, were you giving from the right place or were you right. looking for a certain response? So right. I don't know. I yeah. think there's a parallel between those two. There definitely yeah. is. I mean, yeah. yeah. That, that yeah. was deep. That was deep right there. Yeah. When someone treats you like a servant. Yeah. Yes. I, yeah. Oh, I love that. That's the acid test. I love wow. That. Yeah. Okay. So I, I want to read a scripture here. It's um, second Corinthians uh, nine. And I'm going to start from, let's see here. Uh, Is it the Message Bible? 
No, it's not the message Bible. <laughs> <laughs> we were just gonna, talking about I'm that gonna, earlier. I'm going to start from verse 5, right? Okay, so I'm, re- I'm using the ESV, 2 Corinthians 9, starting from verse 5. Um, and, of course, we always recommend to our audience that they go back and look at the context to make sure Good. we're not co- taking out of context. But um, starting from verse 5, so I, so I thought it necessary to urge the brothers to go on ahead to you and arrange in advance for the gift you have promised so that it may it may be ready as a willing gift, not as an exaction. The point is this, whoever sows sparingly will also reap sparingly, and whoever sows bountifully will also reap bountifully. Each one must give as he has decided in his heart, not reluctantly or under compulsion, for God loves a cheerful giver. And God is able to make all grace abound to you, so that you have so that having all sufficiency in all things at all times you may abound in every good work. So I I I really I love this passage because you know I think it points out certain um lessons That's we can good. apply of how to engage of how to engage in giving, right? The first is for me that I see here is this idea of preparing ahead of time. Mm-hmm. Right? In in verse 5 it says um you know, so so I thought it necessary to urge the brothers to go on ahead to you and arrange in advance for the gift you have promised, so that it may be ready as a willing gift, not as an exaction. Right, and I think the idea is, the lesson is, when you're able to prepare ahead for your giving, you don't feel this sense of um, compulsion. Right, you don't feel like someone. You don't feel like you're mandated to give you can do it cheerfully why because you prepared for it you know and and i think it's really cool because you know some you know there's a tendency to think of james as extremely practical Mm -hmm. and paul as very theological but i'm like this is some very this is practical advice right saying hey Mm -hmm. if you're gonna give especially when you engage in giving you need to make sure you're you know you're prepared ahead of time so if if i you know when it comes to money right if I don't, when, you know, when I get my uh, when I get my ch- my check come in, right, for working forty or eighty hours, if I don't budget, right, hey, car note, phone bill, you know, rent, you know, outing giving. with the wife and the kids, giving, right. If if I if mm-hmm. I don't put all those things in the right order and plan ahead, and then I show up in service on Sunday, and then there's this call for offering. It's really, personally, and I think for most people, it's really difficult to give, hmm. right? It's really difficult to give. Mm-hmm. Why? Even though I, and I may even want to give, but it's difficult to give because I didn't prepare, right? Oh, yeah. And it's interesting because it's actually, a, you know, it's actually in Scripture, Paul saying, hey, Paul, by the, the Holy Spirit speaking through Paul is actually saying, hey, you know, if you're going to be a giver, to be a Christian giver, um, the good and practical way to do it is to prepare ahead of time so that when giving is required of you, you don't, you don't feel like you're compelled yeah, to do it. You can do good. it happily and cheerfully. Right? You ever been in a service where like you give and they ask for a second offering? Okay, see, I, that is such a great example. That is such a great example. Like, oh, yes. We really appreciate what you've done. God bless you. Like, but, you know, but. Yeah, <laughs> the, right. the but. truth comes after the right. but. Uh-huh. Yeah. We want more. And that's what it is. And like, but you know, we have a goal in mind, and that sort of thing. And, and it's like, if you don't plan for that, you'll give, and you'll give begrudgingly, or you'll hesitate, yes. or you, you yes. won't feel a hundred percent confident yes. that you know what you're giving, that sort of thing. Or, or you may not have planned to bring the amount. So, like, I think planning goes both ways. Absolutely. Absolutely, I, I. That is such. That's a good Josh, example. you, you just full of <laughs> yeah, your we, examples are so that's, on point. That's you just good, pull up some a lot of really experiences good for a young man. <laughs> yeah, look, I've been in church a long time. Yeah, a lot of times too, right? Oh yeah, <laughs> no, that's a really good example. You know, and I, I think it's really interesting because. You know, it shows that connection because I, you know, I, I, you know, we hear that scripture all the time. God loves a cheerful giver, you know, mm-hmm. give cheerfully. But what we rarely hear is the connection between the cheerfulness of giving and the preparedness, 
right? Yeah. When, I mean, when I look at when I look at this passage, it appears as though there's a connection. One of the reasons I can give cheerfully or without worry or mm-hmm. you know, not you know that I can give without begrudging is because. I prepared for it. That's right. Right. But if I can't prepare for it, or if I haven't prepared for it, um, then I can't give cheerfully. And now, it, it, there's the whole emotional element to it, too, of why you need to prepare. Because, like, when, when you get in church and, you know, and you're, you're feeling the, the movement of God and that sort of thing, it makes you really happy and, like, really free. Yes. And so, like, if you haven't planned through certain things, like, you'll do something with good intention. And it'd be an error, mm. right? right. Yeah, I, I remember yeah. being uh, yeah. young and new to church and having that feeling, right? I didn't prepare to give. I had a little bit of money. I did I did a budget, right? right. Like a kind of loose budget. And I'm like, I know that I loosely need this amount for these things. And, you know, I went to church and, you know, the service was like flowing. And I was like, man, this is great. And I gave my car payment. Right. <laughs> I gave him a car payment and I'm like, you know, I'll get this money back. And it was because I did not fully prepare for yes. the, the environment and the situation of, of being like taken by the, I guess, emotion. Right. You know how you get in and the music is great and everything's just going right. A good message. You, and you feel like, you know, you've heard a life changing message in church and you're like i really want to do something to really impact this ministry yeah and at the detriment of a car payment wow what did you call ford and tell them to go to the church and get their payment no you know i paid a partial (laughs) i paid a partial and i told him you know you'll get the rest oh by the way talk to reverend jones he's got the right he's got the difference yeah Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. i'm like i I, i'm like i just don't think that that that's such a good example because I think it speaks to a certain degree of, I, I don't, a foolishness. Yeah. Right. A foolishness. And I don't mean, you know, I don't mean speaking to you personally, but I mean that, that, that I've, I've done that. I've given many times without planning. Right. I've given oh. many times without thinking. And then, and then I have to pay. Then it's back to reality. Yeah, I have to pay for that decision weeks later because i walked into a service or some kind of you know christian meeting and someone made a very charismatic call for offering and i just said boom put it in there right right and, and at the moment you feel right. good then you get back to the seat it starts to sink in and, and i and like, i and oh, i can man. i can console myself with god was pleased right i can console mm-hmm. myself with that but was he but was he? Yeah, sorry. Right. Was he right? <laughs> was he? Because I can say you can say, well, yeah, God was con- God was pleased with your gift, right? But I'm like, well, number one, was he? Because my heart was fearful. I my would console myself for the moment by yeah, saying I gave to a good cause. To a good cause, yeah. right? But my mind has been thinking ever since I left that place. Okay, where am I going to get the money to make yep. this payment to do so? Now so I'm like, so okay, if I, if I so don't I'm pay worrying, this, then I can move right. that. Yeah, so I'm so I'm mm. anxious while I was giving. Right, there was a, there was a degree of fear, so there wasn't faith, ah. right? And I definitely, if I was worrying and thinking ahead of, okay, how am I going to make this payment? I wasn't giving cheerfully, right? Yeah, right. So, so how how much of a consolation is God was pleased with your gift? Yeah, that's right. You know? There's a difference between giving cheerfully and giving emotionally. Emotionally, absolutely, yep. absolutely. Right. Yeah, because you said it. Because the post side of that, if if your time and your energy is put into worry, then that is thinking about an outcome in which God, your God given imagination, you don't even want. Right. right. You're using your, his your imagination, yeah. your mind to think of an outcome you don't want because you're worried and scared. How am I going to do right. this? Yeah. 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 I would say that was probably. What did you learn from it? Well, that, yeah. That's where I would right. go with that. Yeah. Okay. The only profitable thing that comes out of a that type of seed is what did I learn from? Learn from it, right? Exactly. You know, and and someone might hear what you say and say, "Well, isn't cheerfulness uh, an emotion?" I would say, yes, cheerfulness mm-hmm. to a certain degree is largely an emotion, but it is the correct emotion, right? Mm-hmm. Right. It, it's the correct emotion, right. and it Good. and it comes from a place of confidence, pre- of confidence, and but planning. specifically preparedness. Yeah. Right. So, so, so you can be confident when you're prepared. Yes, and you can be and you can be happy because you're prepared. Are right? you a musician? So, I was. Yeah, I was, or you? You either was, or you is. 
Well, he is. You are. I can still play. Let's say that. Okay. Well, if, 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 here's here's what I I love. So, what I've found that in music, when you know the song, you, you play know the song. Right. Oh yeah. You've got the freedom to, to play improvise, little. right? You've uh-huh. got the freedom to do these types. You can of throw things. all the extra stuff in right. there. So whenever you've planned, you have the freedom the same way in giving. Right. You. I don't think we have the same compulsion. Whenever you have planned, Plans, when right. you are prepared, when you yeah. have spent time with the Father and you're abiding, yeah. all things come from that, yeah. right? Yeah, you'll absolutely. ask and you'll have because yeah. you'll know me. So, yeah, yeah that's yeah. that's, that's uh, that, a good lesson. Uh, yeah, yeah that, that was a good parallel. Because when you know a song and you're yeah. playing, you have time to throw in little extra riffs here and there. Right. Because you planned it, you practiced, right. yeah. and you've been over it. In, like over and over and over yeah. and so it's all and, like, it, and it releases freedom it does and so now i'm not worried about like where's this transition coming mm-hmm. can i play it do i need to turn the volume exactly. down mm-hmm. some yeah yeah because yeah so verse um verse seven of second corinthians nine says each one must give as he has decided in his heart mm-hmm. not reluctantly or under compulsion for god loves a cheerful giver you see like Again, we see this connection between decision and cheerfulness, mm-hmm. right? Have I made so? So what I would I would what I would art is have I made uh, an informed and complete decision, right? Like have I have I made a, an informed and settled decision on giving my treasure or my time mm-hmm. or my talent? But if I just if I just show up, right? If I just show up, yeah. and someone says, you know, and someone's able to, you know, rev me up into giving, and I'm having this thought in the back of my mind, well, how am I going to make up? How am I going to plan? I'm like, what that indicates to me is my decision has not been settled yet. It's mm-hmm. not. It's not. A, it's not a completed mm-hmm. decision, right? I'm not. It, I'm actually acting out. Right, I'm acting out, I'm giving, but it's not a settled decision, and I'm not able to be cheerful about it. Right, yeah, that's um, applicable to life. Like, oh, absolutely, settling more situation, the most situations you can. Right. Like when you've gone over certain scenarios in your mind and you've settled it. So in certain situations, it's like this is what I'm going to do for sure. Right, like if I'm if confrontation, this is how I handle it. Mm-hmm. Right, that I'm going to do this and walk away and pray. Yeah. Yeah. Versus somebody, like you said, the young people, like I've got teenagers in my house. They always say, oh, you know. God bless you. Right? Sorry. <laughs> so, God love your so heart. They, this is what they say when, when somebody was um, pepped up to do something. They say, oh, you know, he had a battery put in his back. Mm. And so when somebody puts a battery in your back in church, you're like, okay, I'm going to do this. And Why? I didn't plan to do this. Kind of like high schoolers when they get into confrontation, they may have planned what they're going to do. But somebody puts a battery in their back, wow. and then they change it and deviate. Yeah, there's uh, a couple things uh, I, I like to throw down on this. So first of all, I think decides a really a, a for me is a big word. It's a deep word yeah. because decide and homicide have the same root word. So mm-hmm. to decide means to kill off all other choices, and that is a thoughtful. Right. Yeah. How do we engage in giving is thoughtfully, thoughtfully right. mm-hmm. prayerfully and thoughtfully. So that's closing off all other choices, yeah. right? Killing off all other choices. I think the other thing that's coming to mind as we're speaking about this, too, is part of the fruit of the Holy Spirit is self-control. Right. And and so I think that is something that he brings to us mm-hmm. that if we're living if as far as fruitfully mm-hmm. is that we will give rightfully because that is something that's within our control, but it's his controlling the giving, yeah. eating the giving. Yeah. Yeah. It's now, kind of a parallel or maybe a offshoot of this. No, I think that's good. Cause you know, I think some, you know, some people could hear this and say, well, um, guys that, you know, it sounds like that's not spirit led giving, right? Oh. Spirit led giving. And it sounds like that's not faith. Right. You know, it doesn't, you know, like it sounds like it sounds like what you're saying is I need to make sure that I have my other things lined up before, you know, before I give so that I don't have any issues and I don't have any problems. I'm like, well, well, here's the thing. Faith. No, the Bible does not define faith in any place as putting yourself in an uncomfortable position. Right. 
it, it, the Bible does not define faith as that. The, mm-hmm. the Bible says that faith is the substance of things hoped for, right? Mm-hmm. It says that, hey, that he that comes to, to God must believe that he is and that he's a rewarder of those oh, that diligently seek see. him, yeah. right? So jumping off a bridge, right? Speaking, you know, yeah. just, yeah. just, you know, jumping off a bridge with your eyes wide open is it's not an act and expecting that God's going to grab you before right. you fall. Even Jesus didn't fall for that temptation, right? Right. right. I'm, like, <laughs> I'm like, that. that's not faith. That's not faith. The question is, am I giving to please God? And am yes. I giving because I believe this is the work of God? Yes. If, yeah. I am, if that is why I'm giving, that's, it's faith. It's giving in faith. It's giving in faith, right? It's, so because you're operating in faith. Because you're op- you, exactly. Yeah. You believe it's the work of God. You believe that this is where God's heart is. You believe God's going to bl- bless this. That is what makes your giving, giving, faithful giving. It's, yeah. not, it's not putting yourself in a situation that you're going to spend months or years trying to get yourself out from. Now, what we do know is that there are situations in Scripture where God has called people to that kind of giving. Right, I, I think um, I've been there before. Right, and and what we and what I've what I've seen is typically in those situations, you know it. Yep. Right, like you know, th- like like God communicates it in such a way that you know clearly, yeah. God is asking me to give this prophet my last ounce of bread. Meanwhile, my son and I are going to die, mm-hmm. and then I do. And my vat never runs empty, right? Mm-hmm. You know, yep. I mean, like we see that, like, or God, God is asking me to give my life in this lion's den, and I walk into the den, and the lion's mouth is shot. Like, it's very, very clear, right? Yeah. That okay, no, God is asking Good. me to give in this way, right? But there is normative giving. There is normal, right. customary giving in the Christian faith. Yeah. And normal customary giving is giving that is prayerful mm-hmm. and that is decisive and prepared. And like, like yeah. And it's thoughtful. I'm like, you need to prepare wisely before you just go give. So if you're going somewhere, uh, if you go to an event and you prepared for one offering, and you end up, and you find out that there are three. You can take that one offering and divide it into the three different times. Right? right? Yeah. No, seriously, yeah. guys. I'm, you know, it can sound funny, but this is real. This is real. Right? You can divide it for the three different times. Or give that one time and be fully quieted in your heart, mm-hmm. knowing that, that God your best. is pleased and that you gave your best. Right? I'm, I'm going to throw a wrench in, in here. Go for it. So... Like this, this is that's my job. Right? I thought. No. So, I'm married, right? <laughs> right. And so, like, I've been. Don't in you serv- forget it, right? I, I've <laughs> been in services where you, where oh. God says to do a certain thing, right? right? And then you have to explain that to your significant other and stuff. And I've had so many times in service where I can remember uh, where my wife she would say, "You know, God really put this on my heart to do this. I know we plan to do A, B, C." But God really put it on my heart to do this. And, yeah. I, and you know, I want to be obedient. And I'm a woman. I'm going to make sure that was God. <laughs> and I go along with it. Right. But it, it makes it, it's a it's another challenge. Even like when you have a spouse and you're both wanting to be obedient Maybe, to God. Yeah. And yeah. God says, you know, this is what I want you to do. And then now you got to go pitch it to your partner. Right. And say, okay, this is yeah. what God's speaking to me. And that sort of thing. And, and so that's a whole different element of faith and trust and yeah. giving. Yeah. No, but, you know, I was thinking about that as you were saying, you know, there's sometimes where we're called to do that. And the times that we did, you know, thank God, you know, my wife heard from God. Yeah. And, yeah. you know, we yeah. didn't go without. And, uh, you know, just thinking back to those times and how it happened where it was either through her most of the time and, uh, couple of times through me i'm like well you know i really feel god's tugging me to do this that's right but yeah it it happens oh no ab- absolutely but but well, you know just just i think i've you know i've already said and i think we both agree on this it's when it, you better make sure that it's that it's god yeah Right, you better make sure it's God because the I, best you can yeah the best you can because i mean you know i've i've heard have you ever um, missed an opportunity oh and what that feels like where god says to do this, oh. give this, right. and you don't. Oh, 
I'd rather not miss those. And then afterwards, you really know, right? You're like, man, I really missed that. I missed an opportunity. I, and, and I don't know. Maybe we yeah. need to. We could search the scripture on this one, okay? If you, if you want, but okay. I. I would rather take the chance and give and be wrong right. than, not, on the give side and, of than not, and right. not give. I, I, I always want to err on the side of grace, I guess, is where right. I would go with that. Oh, see, so, yeah. so me, see, I interpret err on the side of grace in the opposite Differently. direction. Oh, okay. yes. oh I'm which, sorry, I missed that. Which, no, 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 no. <laughs> because, you know, like, it's that, that's, that's the nature of grace, right? So, you know. Well, so, so if you don't give it, that's grace. It, that so, that know, is absolutely. God, I'll do it because, the next time. Well, it's all grace. Right, it's all grace. Because, you know, I think, but, I think um, gosh, you know, there's the story of the guy who has a son who's plagued. I think was plagued with a de- demon. Mm-hmm. Jesus Christ has gone. I think Jesus Christ went somewhere with the three that were closest to him, and he comes back, and there's a crowd, yes, right? Yes, yes, um, yes, yes. And Jesus, like, what's going on? The guy says, "Hey, my son's been, you know, has been possessed for this while, and the demon throws him into fire." And you know, we know the story. But then, and and the man says, "If you're willing, right? If you're willing, please, you can deliver my son." And Jesus's response is, "Willing, right? Willing, or you have little, you know, you or you have little, or and you know, he says, if it's possible." And God's, right. Jesus is like possible and jesus says any all things are possible to them that believe and i think the man's response is lord i believe help my own belief and jesus goes ahead and delivers his son you know for me that's um that's an example of god's grace operating in the negative right operating the negative in the sense of this is someone who didn't have what would appear to be the required faith for the deliverance of his son. And yet Jesus is gracious enough and does it anyway. Right. Yeah. So, so how does that apply? And, and, and I, and I think there, you know, there's more than one example of that. We, we see more than one example of that in scripture. So for me, I would say when you find an example or when you find yourself in a situation where you think God is saying something and is challenging that it's very challenging, whether it's financial, whether whether it's not, it could be anything where God's really mm-hmm. it's very, very challenging, but you don't know, right, that it's God. Like you cannot say, I'm one hundred percent certain that this prompting or, you know, this voice or whatever it is, like mm-hmm. this leading is <clears throat> Jesus. I'm like, if you're not one hundred percent certain and you can say that with sincerity, my recommendation is don't do it. Don't do it. And if your heart is right, God, and, and it was God, God will be gracious towards you because your posture was not one of disobedience. It wasn't one of doubt. It wasn't one of fear. It was one of, God, I don't know that's you. And right. if I don't know that's you, I'm not going to put myself, my family, my loved ones, I'm not going to put my finances at risk when I don't know it's you. Right. right. Um, and my, my, my caution for that is because I've been, in, you know, I've, I think like most of us have, you know, we've been, if you've been in the charismatic movement for any length of time, you have heard, yeah. you're familiar with stories of lives that have been destroyed or wrecked or shaken because of decisions that were made on the basis of God said, mm-hmm. right? right? And then, you know, sometime later, it's, I question that God said it, right? And you're now suffering, you know, the, the consequences of an, of an unwise decision. Now, it can, someone can say, well, Ubi, doesn't God allow for suffering? I'm like, yes, yeah, God allows for suffering. But what we see in Peter is that God allows for suffering that you don't deserve. Right, that that mm-hmm. that that is the that is yeah. the you know I'm like if you lied and you get in trouble for lying yeah, I'm right. like exactly. no 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 that that's, that that that's God disciplining you but if you didn't lie and you're suffering for the sake of Christ yeah, and being called totally a lie different. when you didn't lie right. that's actually God favoring you right? right so 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 you know so my so because of that I tend to you know to counsel to err you know to its caution and say no if if you can sincerely say from your heart that you don't know that that prompting is God then don't put yourself out there, yeah. right? Um, because because God God knows your heart, and he's a very, he's a gracious God. I love the fact yeah. that you guys both have a difference in approaches. Right. Oh, but yeah. at, at the heart of it is the heart. Yeah, it's the heart. Yeah, yeah. it's the heart. And yeah. from all that, you know what I heard? What? 
Boy, he's got a lot of money. <laughs> <laughs> and I and I don't rhyme and, like and, yeah, man. And, and yeah. I have no money. No, I have no money. No. He's no. He's, no. no, I do every time. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I would, yeah. You yeah. dummy. Uh, <laughs> no, the, something that you did say that I will I will jump on in a good way when you said that you know you do something wrong right. and God disciplines you and then you do something you're suffering for doing the right thing Thank and that's well, God's yeah. favor. I'm even going to say his discipline is favor. Right. Right. Yeah. Because it, discipline actually looks forward. Yeah. Right? Correcting yeah. For, for, yeah. for fruitfulness, for, right? Yeah. That's right. For fruitfulness. Yeah. So, and, and, you know, also when it comes to giving. Like what le- lesson do you learn from mm-hmm. buying the beer instead of going and buying a Coke, buy Coke and giving yeah. it to Right. Yeah. And, you know, I think I think when it comes to giving, especially giving in relationship to God, you know, this, the Holy Spirit's prompting, mm. right? You know something something that that I think of a lot of times when I hear people say, "Hey, have you ever missed God? Have you ever heard something or felt something? You don't know it's God." You know what typically comes to mind for me is, what does that say about me? Right, that God that God would communicate to me whether mm-hmm. He speaks or whether He's prompting me, and I'm and I don't know that it's Him, that I'm and I'm questioning that it's Him. Right. What mm-hmm. so so what does it say about me? But even more important, what does it say about God that he would not speak clearly enough for me to know it's him? Because I don't see that anywhere in the Old Testament. Yeah. Right. I don't see God speaking to people in the Old Testament and they're like, I didn't know it was God. Oh. Right? Like right. I, like, oh I, I you know, I didn't know and I don't see that in the in the New Testament either. Right? The the one or two places in the Bible where God says something, and the person said, "After it happened, I knew for sure it was God." Yep, or, right. pe- or people, you know, show reverence, reverence, right? But like, yeah, falling on their face and that yeah. sort of thing. Like, and it's it's clear that God is communicating, but too often, especially in the area of giving, right? And you can tell my bent is, I'm like, no, I, 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 I don't want people to shipwreck. Their finances, you know, because money, you know, when it comes to giving, um, yes, money, it's more than giving money. But primarily, a lot of times when it comes to giving, especially, you know, in church, you know, we it's it's usually around money. But whatever it is you're giving, there's the tendency to get yourself in trouble if you're not doing it wisely. Right. And I think one of one of those pitfalls is when you think God is telling you to give and but you don't know that it's God. And I'm like, what does it say about God? What does that say about God when what I see in the Old Testament and in the New Testament is that when God speaks to his people, whether it's corporately or individually, that it's clear, right? What I see in Scripture is that when God speaks, the question is rarely a question of, is that God? The question is more so a question of, am I going to obey? God has made himself sure. clear enough every time to where the choice is, will I obey him or will I not obey him? The question is not, is that God or is that not God, right? Because we see that when in, in the few instances where people don't know it's God and they say, okay, God, let me, if, God, if this is you, do this. So God takes the time and the effort to make clear it is him. Yeah. Right. So, it, yes. Yeah. So, so I would say in the New Testament, in the church, I'm like, you know, when it comes to giving, I'm like, no, you know, if you're going to give, you need to make up your mind. You need to decide what you're going to give so you can give cheerfully. Right. You need to prepare. So you're giving according to your resources and where you are. And you need to give prayerfully. Um, and when you give, you need to know that you need to know that you know that you know that you know that is God. Yeah. If you don't know that it's God. Yeah. Yeah. Well, all three of us are married, so um, if I don't know it's God, wife is gonna make, <laughs> wife is gonna make sure. Right. <laughs> so I know. Yeah. But um. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, but that that's you know that's my take. So and, you know, I would say that it still gets back to thoughtful, right? Yes. I mean, that, if, to decide something again, decision, right, is is a thoughtful process. Yeah. And as you were talking earlier, I think so much as we talk about how do you engage. In giving, it, it's actually engaging with God in giving. I like that. Yeah, there is yeah. a there is a co-union that we yes. already have with Him, and and again, I ask Him, I ask Him, and yeah. and it's again, it's a, it's a co-union. It's yeah. it's it's actually engaging with Him in the gift. So I think part of the thoughtfulness, it's it's not any different than buying uh, buying Cindy, my wife. Uh, 
a Christmas present. I mean, I go through a process, and there's an enjoyment in the process of yeah. thinking who she is, you know, what would delight her, what would she, you know, what kind of vacuum cleaner would she want, or right. <laughs> not right. Right, hold on. Yeah. I hope you didn't no. buy it back. No, 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 no. I only did that once, like, and I didn't like it. How's that? <laughs> that that, that answer your question. Anyway, no comment. No comment. Yeah, no comment. So, so, so there is a process, there's a thoughtfulness, and there is cheerfulness that comes from that, from yeah. engaging in that process. It's the same thing when we give. I do agree that there's planning. I'm a certified financial planner. That's what I did for years. I helped people plan for retirement or for a lot of them for giving, you know, for lifetime Mm -hmm. impact, legacy and things like that. Oh, that is so phenomenal when somebody's thinking past Past their lifetime, right? Transgenerational. How do I teach my children how to give? Because that's one of the greatest inoculations for affluenza is to teach your children how to give. Wow. And so, so I get that planning side of it. It is a, it's more than just a principle. It's, right. it's how God, the person, has made us in His image to give. To give. It's not just spontaneous. Yeah. Is there a but? Are you going to say but? No, I don't think there is. I don't think there is a but to that. I think that what I've heard both of y'all talk a lot about. It seems like there has been a lot of missteps. Mm-hmm more in the spontaneity of the gift. Mm-hmm. Right. Because if somebody asks me right now for a check, they need the money? I'm, I'm talk, let's say I'm at a worship service. Mm-hmm. They'll still need it tomorrow if I don't give it. Right. I've got time to come back to right. it. And if they don't need it, then I shouldn't have given it. So I guess I'm the guy that, and I lean more of the charismatic side of things. So I'm more excited. So you know, I'm very no, yeah. excitable, hey. right? Yeah, I mean, it right. just, oh, nope. Yeah. But I have learned, I have learned, uh, to, again, that's part of the Holy Spirit and the yeah. fruit of self-control in that, uh, is, oh, that need will still be, if the need is yeah. still there tomorrow, yeah. Yeah. Then maybe I, I'm yeah. called to give it. So yeah. that's what I, Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. And, and full, at this one, I feel like full disclosure is necessary because Mark and I, and Josh, I think we've all three had this conversation individual, you know, at, in different times that I think... I'm pretty sure that we all three identify as charismatic. We believe yeah, yeah. the person of the Holy Spirit for day. Yep. Uh, today. We believe that his power is available today. Yes. We believe he's still moving individually and corporately yes. in the Christian community. But we also, what I also know is that we're also very passionate to saying, okay, I want to live out this charismatic mm. element of my faith mm-hmm. biblically. Yes. What, what does, how does um, order and decency marry with charisma right absolutely Um, so i'm like hey yeah i'm like no i am i identify unabashedly no shame as charismatic but i'm like i'm not gonna do this charismatic thing if it's not in (laughs) decency and order and if if it's not reigned over by wisdom right right? and i I think too I, i think this is worth mentioning that in the whole charismatic movement right right being that it involves in charismatic, that there's that emotional side to it. So when you were asking, what does it say about a person who's saying, is that you, God? Right. Who's talking to me? Right. What does it say about that person? And I think what it says is that either they're new to the faith and they're okay. getting familiar, or a lot of people have said, God said, God said, right. and it not be God. Yeah. And that person is struggling and wrestling with that on whether or not they heard from God. And yeah. I think that's what that says about the person. I, I, I like that. I like that. And, you know, when, when I've, so the story that comes to mind is Samuel. Mm-hmm. Right? It's Samuel. My sons you know, love I, I this I love story. that story, the story of Samuel. Samuel's first encounter with God. God comes to him, Samuel. Samuel gets up and goes to his mentor. Can I do says, it? You called me. This is, this is what my boys do. Okay. They go. Samuel, <laughs> <laughs> right? Okay, so so I'll so I'll be Samuel, right? I'll be Samuel, and Mark will be Eli. So I come over. Yes, Mark, you called me. <laughs> Wasn't me. Okay, I'm just I'm gonna go back to bed then. Go ask, right? Samuel, <laughs> Mark, for sure, you definitely called me. Must be God calling you. What? Okay, Samuel, 
Speak God, I'm listening. Yes. Right. My sons love that story. They, <laughs> right. From time to time, that's what they'll do in the car, just riding. They go, Samuel. I love that. I love that. But, but you know, I think, I think that that story for me um, is so comforting. Mm-hmm. And it's such an important guardrail for the charismatic because for, for charismatic because for me what it communicates to me is as long as your heart is right and you love God and you fear God, right? That God will go the distance to ensure that you know it's him. Mm-hmm. Right. Like like God didn't say, Well, how dare I call this guy? He called and you he three times. And he thinks it's a human being. I'm leaving. Well, like God, you know, like yeah. God came back every time. So for to that, you know, for that charismatic who believes believes that God still speaks today, that God communicates to His people. I'm like the lesson of Samuel is that He communicates clearly, and that His inclination mm-hmm. is to communicate certainty that it's Him. Well, so if you're I, what not I love certain, about this. make certain. And if you don't, yeah. walk, if you don't have certainty, don't move. What What I love about it is He had a mentor. Oh, oh yeah. so he yeah. thought he was hearing the voice of his mentor, right? And was like, "Did you call me?" It's like, "No," yeah. and his mentor was wise enough to tell him, "When he calls you again, tell him that Lord, I'm, I'm listening." I'm listening. Amen. Amen. So, so if if you if you would grant me the so there's the, there's people who can walk you into mm-hmm. like hearing from God, right? Like he said, "No, that's not me." Yeah, you you need to say this and listen. So, so guys, if you're listening and you don't have a mentor, mm. let let sessions on live be your mentor until God brings a mentor into your life. Yeah, and and with that in mind, here's a mentoring tip: Do not act if you don't know it's God. Make sure you have certainty that it's God. Then act. And the clearest and most faithful way to know that is God is by reading meditating on scripture and living scripture out but um but you know while prayer and pray exactly reading meditating and praying through scripture yes absolutely but on that note something something you know something that came to mind while we were having this conversation was was that preparedness because you know i I was just listening to you know to how we were talking and it, it what came to mind was, you know, when we were talking about preparedness, we were talking about specifically about, hey, setting aside mm-hmm. what, you know, what you want to give. But I think um, I think another facet to preparing is not just preparing the amount, right? Or it's also preparing yourself, Self. Mm-hmm. right? Pre- actually making sure that your heart's in the right place, um, that your mind is in the right place. Um, and that I think that just, at least for me, that went over my head. Like I, I didn't catch that till, you know, to, to we kept going. I was like, oh, wow, it'll be, you know, it's important that you don't just prepare by setting aside your gift, but that you actually prepare yourself. Because in a lot of ways, we are, we are the ultimate gift to yeah. God, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, whenever yeah. Uh, one, one of the uh, biggest misses in the financial world, in, in the estate planning, you know, this planning an estate for heirs or children, yeah. mm-hmm. is people spend all their time preparing the wealth instead of preparing the children for the wealth. Right. So that's what that is. So that's preparing yourself, right, for the giving. That's good. I think you could almost do one of these, uh, the wisdom in giving. In giving. Mm -hmm. Or wisdom of giving. Because that's this is a big subject. Just today, this is a lot of this is how to engage in giving, but there's been a lot of wisdom of how to give. Yes, right. Well, guys, you know, just a plug in for the next episode, uh, which is actually our last episode on giving. Mark is actually going to be sharing his story good. of giving's imp- impact on his life. And part of that story is going to be the wisdom. Oh, is that it? <laughs> <laughs> Set me part of, up. Part Set of that story. Up. Part of that story. Because, I mean, we're, we're talking about a certified financial advisor yeah. who's been doing it for years, right? Yeah. So. I I think I love the fact that you actually have a Christian who who ju- who is not just a giver but actually that was his profession helping people who better so, equipped yeah yeah so it's I, good I, I, I can't I can't wait for it I can't yeah. wait for it I can't wait for uh for next week's episode I think it's going to be yeah. solid so yeah. uh, encouraged yeah. I really am I, yeah. I, I really am just just seeing what God's done it's just there's That's some amazing, amazing things I yeah. can't wait to share. I can't wait to hear about yeah. it I can't I can't wait to hear about it. Um, so 
well, any anything else? You know, as as it has, to, does anything else stand out to you guys when it comes to how you engage? Like Josh, so for you, when you engage in giving, is there some is there something that we haven't touched on that's almost like a regular practice for you when you're engaging in giving? Whether it's money, whether it's your time, whether it's your talent. Well, financially, I think we hit all the points. Like okay. when I'm giving financially, but one of the things that, like I said, that was. Uh, glaringly obvious to me was that I I was not preparing when I go give my time mm-hmm. like if, outside of church let me yeah. say that because when I give yeah. my time at church it's like obvious that I'm like okay God you know I'm going to pour into these people you know or these kids you know prepare my heart my mind to say do the right things right yeah. or, <clears throat> and so outside of that like I volunteer a lot of places mm-hmm. and you know serving on different boards and that sort of thing. And I'm like, they're looking for people. <laughs> that sort of thing. Uh, like, the fact yeah. that I said, yes, is good enough. Yeah. We're, and Ooh, so that's right. an area in my life that I can practice praying to make sure that I'm giving right, that I am actually uh, working to fulfill like the that's needs good. of yeah. the board or of, of whatever organization I'm volunteering for, rather than just thinking, Oh, I showed up. That's, you know, that's well enough. And so, you know, prayer in that area is something uh, that I'm planning to implement and be um, intentional about. Okay. Well, I don't don't know if you know this, but uh, Josh is on our board. And he has been, uh, he he is such a huge blessing to my soul. So knowing, uh, knowing knowing that you're going to be praying, I'm going to be praying too because I'm going to be saying, God, whatever you tell Josh, you just need to make sure he knows that he's supposed to remain. Let him know what I know. Make sure, yeah, let him know what I know that he that he needs you to told continue me. giving to this board. I'm, right? I'm telling you, yeah. there's been so many things that I've prayed about in relation to this board. Like the meetings that we've had, right. you come in and you say, you know, God put this on my heart. I'm like, yes. <laughs> I'm like, that's all. Prayer awesome. works. I that's appreciate right. that. Amen. Amen. Hey. It, it's good to know that someone's praying and I'm coming in mm-hmm. and I'm doing what they're praying. I'm like, okay, hey, you know, that's good. Someone's talking to God and God is causing me to listen because sometimes I'm not. Like, it's a know, little more obvious yeah. with this because it's like, you know, yeah. the the organization's called Learners of Christ. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. I'm like, okay, yeah. I should be praying I here. Be pra- <laughs> Probably. But like, oh, you know, God. another board somewhere else that doesn't have an obvious, like, right. Um, tied to faith or religion. Yeah, I, I, I just, I, I love for me, uh, uh, just uh, something I've learned as far as giving yeah. of myself mm-hmm. on those things is that if if God purchased me with his life, calls me holy, blameless, set apart, complete in him, then I am now a sacred, ob- a sacred yeah. object. And so everything that I do is sacred. So what he does is he puts us out in the field. It's easy to do the chores around the house, right? That's right. Work, that's working in the church, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. Those are the chores. But when you get out in the field, there is something that is just so wonderful to know that I carry the very presence of the Holy Spirit with me wherever I go. That's right. And so there's such an opportunity when you're serving on that non-Christian board. Yeah. And it just wherever you go, it's it's it, there's imp- there are impacts yes, that God makes absolutely. through us in that just by giving of our time to mm-hmm. be there. So some of it's showing up, but also just always being ready to give the hope. Yeah, that's it's right. in our heart of that's Him. Really so that's right. Well, guys, on that note, um, we're going to be ending the session. I just want to say um, a huge thank you um, to those of you that are listening. And um, like I said, uh, next week we are going to be um, really listening to mark share um his testimony on how giving has impacted his life i think that's gonna i'm really excited about that episode there's just something about hearing you know just just hearing you know okay just let just just hearing someone's story right Mm -hmm. it's it's so powerful it Um, it makes it tangible yes Mm. yes absolutely so we're definitely looking forward to that i hope this um i feel like we i feel like this session was really packed yes with with a lot of stuff so i i hope our 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 listeners and viewers enjoy and are blessed and that god takes them through the process of listening and unpacking and meditating on it but uh with that in mind um josh you weren't here last week and i and i actually did did, you do it i did it i did it i did it i told our audience to to like that's right like subscribe share and, and join follow. us again yeah. and follow and follow 
Yeah, join us again. See what happens after one episode. After one episode, you you can yeah, you you're rusty, forget, bro. You're I am rusty, rusty because I meant to say crush that. Crush that, that yes. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> hey guys, on that note, we really appreciate you, and uh, we're looking forward to being uh, being with you again next week. Thanks and God bless.